0: Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations.
1: Hi, I'm Jo, and you're listening to Euronet Plus Panorama. Resentment is growing among Europe's farmers at the EU's measures to protect nature from farm-related pollution. Farmers' protests have been spreading across the block, from the Netherlands to Bulgaria and Spain to Lithuania. Extreme weather, drought, pests. Farmers are on the front line when it comes to fighting the problems caused by climate change. At the same time, they seem reluctant to shoulder the burden of the green transition. Many are rejecting challenging policies that are designed to mitigate climate change, limiting water use, reducing subsidies on polluting fuels, banning certain pesticides and so on. The pandemic and the energy crisis have added to the difficulties and frustrations of European farmers, who often blame Brussels and its Common Agricultural Policy, affectionately known as the CAP, for their difficulties. A system of massive support through direct payments to farmers, the CAP has a €264 billion euro budget for 2024 through 2027. But as most payments are made per hectare, Small and medium-sized farms receive very little of this pot and many complain of unmanageable red tape, especially when it comes to environmental requirements and benefits. It appears that Europe's farmers, despite these subsidies, have had enough. Bulgarian MEP Atije Alieva-Veli made this point clearly during a debate at the European Parliament in Strasbourg on Wednesday, the 17th of January in a statement relayed by our colleagues at Vienna,
0: For months, our farmers have been warning that they are in crisis. For months, our farmers have been warning about complex rules and heavy bureaucracy. If they are not listened to, we risk putting Europe and its citizens in a situation of food insecurity, even crisis.
1: The ecological transition can take place with realistic measures and tolerable demands on European farmers. In Lithuania, farmers are protesting about the regulations aimed at restoring permanent meadows and the expansion of protected areas, increased taxes on oil and gas, and low milk prices. They say they are facing huge losses lighting 500 bonfires in their fields last week as a mark of protest. And, much to their outrage, when the Minister of Agriculture visited the regions in question, they were banned from greeting him with a tractor rally. It is, incidentally, an election year in Lithuania this year, and farmers are showing no signs of relenting. Ginu Radias asks one such farmer, Nerius Kriaučionas, to explain the basis of their grievances. Farmers are
0: not necessarily against the Green Deal, but there are illogical elements to it. Secondly, when they, the EU, start regulating your business or your farm, they set a series of rules, but they don't help you adapt to them. They basically impose them, and you cannot really impose something like this. Farmers are thinking about how much they are going to lose, how much everything is going to cost. For some reason, we are the ones who have to foot the bill. It seems to me that things are different in Western Europe and the protests there are not as ridiculous as they are here. Here, our minister was scared of a few tractors,
1: so called in a huge police force to stop people. Speaking to BNR, the chair of Bulgaria's National Association of Grain Producers, Ilya Prodanov, stresses that one specific thing farmers are struggling with is the new cap requirement on non-productive areas. This compels them to leave a small but fixed percentage of their land fallow each year.
0: The situation in the sector is so difficult that it is simply unacceptable to leave fields empty.
1: In fact, Janusz Wojciechowski, the European Commissioner for Agriculture, told the Parliament's plenary session that this rule relating to non-productive land could possibly be reviewed if all the institutions are in agreement. Also present at Wednesday's debate in Strasbourg, Romanian EPP member Siegfried Murashan tells Radio Romania that the goal of these kinds of debate is to understand the problems faced by farmers and find solutions to them.
0: The European Union has always helped the agricultural sector in Romania. From Romania's accession to the European Union until today, 40 billion euros of European funds have flowed into Romania's agricultural sector of which more than €22 billion have been paid directly to farmers for per hectare subsidies and almost €20 for investment in rural development. So the European Union will always support the agricultural sector. We need to listen to farmers' demands and see how they can be helped. There are farmers' protests in various EU member states, although the specific causes differ and often depend to a large extent on legislative changes on a national level.
1: Murashan also underlined that this year's EU budget includes a 450 million euro reserve for unexpected developments in the agricultural sector. As Radio Romania reports, over recent weeks, Romanian farmers and truckers have also been mounting street protests against both national and EU policies, with spontaneous manifestations blocking many of the country's roads and border points. Which begs the question... And it's one we hear often. Why are farmers so unhappy when they receive so much financial support? The fundamental reason for this, according to Estonian EPP MEP Riho Teras, a member of the Parliament's Agriculture Committee, is Ukraine. In an attempt to support Ukraine's hard-hit agricultural industry, the EU has given Ukrainian grain ease of access to the bloc. This grain flooding in even if theoretically only in transit, combined with the impact the war is having on the prices of all kinds of agricultural products, is making farmers' lives increasingly difficult. Teras is speaking to our colleagues at Cuckoo Radio.
0: The fundamental reason is still that there is a war going on in Europe. Agriculture in Ukraine, one of the world's largest agricultural countries, has been hit hard. The transport of Ukrainian agricultural products has been disrupted, the price of grain on the world market is volatile, and all input prices for agricultural production have risen. The economy is bad, for many different reasons. When grain from Ukraine was being transported by sea to Africa in very large transport vessels, the countries in Ukraine's immediate vicinity were not affected. But today, when that cheap grain comes by road, it is easier to sell it locally.
1: Farmers in neighbouring Latvia concur, with the Latvian Association for the Poultry Industry calling on the national government to immediately address market distortion, and unfair competition caused by market liberalisation with Ukraine. Other Latvian farmers have also warned about possible protests, unhappy with the delay in state support. And Guntis Gutmanis chair of Latvia's Agricultural Organisation Cooperation Council, explains to Latvia's radio that it goes beyond state support. Farmers want to see a level playing field so that they have a real chance of competing with Ukrainian producers.
0: We farmers, of course, without making a song and dance about it, have been helping Ukrainians with production and various forms of support for two years now. But there comes a time when our farmers say, well, we can help, but we want at least similar rules or some support from the common EU budget, because we're losing out in the competition. We incur losses because the produce imported from another country is much cheaper, grown using different methods and under different conditions. This is the issue the EU must address, ensuring that market conditions are the same within the same market.
1: Demonstrations and blockades prove an incredibly effective bargaining tool, of course. As a representative of the Bulgarian Agrarian Chamber, Simeon Karakolev tells BNR.
0: Blockades are a tool. Now you will see the administration start to work quickly. I am sure that if we put up barricades next week, several bills will be drawn up within a matter of days. We are reaching boiling point.
1: But there is the spectre of something darker lurking within these legitimate manifestations of practical and financial concerns. It seems that the farmers' protests are increasingly attracting the attention of far-right groups and climate sceptics who are jumping on the farmers' bandwagon, or should that be tractor, to further their own political ends. Germany is the latest nation to hit the headlines in this regard, following Berlin's plan to cut subsidies for diesel used in farm vehicles. Tractors are currently blocking roads all over Germany, reports AMS. And on Monday, thousands of farmers gathered at the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin to call on the German federal government to reverse the planned cuts. Here, there are real concerns that their cause has been co-opted, concerns that Chancellor Olaf Scholz articulated in a recent video message to the nation.
0: Anger is being deliberately fueled. extremists are using their massive reach to pour scorn on any compromise, including via social media, poisoning every democratic debate. This is a toxic mixture and it should worry us, it worries me a great deal.
1: Scholz goes on to say that protest is, of course, legitimate. But if
0: legitimate protest turns into anger or disregard for democratic processes and institutions, then we all lose out. The only ones to benefit will be those who abhor our democracy.
1: And environmentalists insist that we do not lose sight of the importance of the green transition in all of this. Environmentalists such as Green MEP Tilly Metz, who counters an argument put to her by RTBF, that the farmers are marching in Germany because there are now too many rules and too much bureaucracy."
0: Farmers in Germany took to the streets because they did not want their subsidies to be reduced. It's not necessarily anything to do with the rules they didn't want to cut in their financial support. But we often forget that this whole ecological transition is actually about creating our future, creating jobs and offering development opportunities that respect future generations.
1: That's all for this week. Tune in again next week for a roundup of another topical issue covered by our network of radio stations.